You are listening to the Amen Corner, a Jcast Network podcast. For more information about other Jcast Network podcasts and blogs, please visit jcastnetwork.org. For more information about the Amen Corner, please follow them on Twitter, Facebook, and all your other favorite social media. Welcome to Season 4, Episode 22 of the Amen Corner. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. Again, what, did you have to think about who you No, are? I didn't Come think about on. it at all. I was right in there. No, I was right in yeah, there. Uh, really, were you? I think, I don't know. Let's try this again. I'm Brad Rothschild. And I'm Stephen Cook. You see, that's better. That's bad, okay. That's much better. All right. All right. So, I touched so my now, face last night, so I'm signing yeah. off to everybody. It's probably not the only body part you touched <laughs> No, I was so tired. <laughs> I was tired I and had a headache. <laughs> I touched, I touched my face. I touched my face. I'm gonna die. I was watching. I was watching a segment this morning about how to stop touching your. Yeah, face. Yeah, you gotta have like, tissues. Yeah, but basically, people touch their faces like twenty plus times an hour. Oh, I touch my face constantly. And there's really no good way to stop it. And you Other, know, yes, you can use tissues, right? And you can be aware of it. But that doesn't mean, like, if you have an itch on the side of your face right. that you're not going to scratch it. Right. And then I have this it, crazy tick where I crack my nose. Like with your fingers? <laughs> I can crack my nose. It's like a stupid you, like, human take, trick. You take, like, your fingers and you just, like, go crack No, there's, like, like oh, something I'm weird with the cartilage. Right there's something weird with the cartilage, and I can make a cracking sound with my nose. It's a stupid without, human trick. And I love doing touch- it. It's become this, like, obsessive-compulsive thing. Wait, without touching it or with touching it? No, with touching it. Okay, show me. Raise your hand to your face without touching it and show me what you do. No, if I'll you do want it. to touch your nose, go ahead. All right. Oh, and it's like an audible, it's an audible yeah. sound. It's totally awesome. It's like cracking my knuckles. Do you do that at work? I do it everywhere. You do it like in meetings? <laughs> no, I don't think I do right. it in meetings. But like if I'm point. reading sometimes, I'll be like, yeah, yeah. just hang out, crack my nose and read. So that's your little... That's my stupid, tip. it's my stupid human trick. It's your stupid human tip. <laughs> So you do that, but they say like get a stress ball and squeeze the stress ball. Right, so touch that's not face. the same thing, man. What if you have an itch in your and like in your like the corner of your eye? I don't know. That's how do I how do I evince a I'm interested pose at a boring meeting if I can't touch my face? Like that's a good put point. my put my fingers in, on, on my my chin or something and like fake think about what the person right, is exactly. saying rather than about, right. you know, something else, spring so training, sex, you lean, whatever. You should just lean <laughs> in a little bit without touching your face. Like lean your head forward as if you're listening even more intently. And then you, know, you can think, of, then you can think about Aaron Judge's latest injury. Oh God. Whatever other mishigas is going on in your so brain. So yesterday, I practiced some social distancing, and I worked I've been practicing social distancing for years. And I worked at home, and there wasn't a human within, I don't know, yeah. however many yards of me. And you know what? It was wonderful. <laughs> yeah, it's wonderful for the first couple hours. Oh, I was so happy. The first day, oh. there, I I was looking on. Uh, you know, I get the the daily email mm-hmm. newsletter from the from the forward. And yeah, yeah, I get running, it too. They're they're running this uh, 
diary from this American couple oh, living right. in Tel Aviv who are stuck <laughs> together in quarantine. Right, that's right. It's so cute. <laughs> I hate it. But seriously. It's like, honestly, it's a I don't want to know what's going on with you and your wife when you're stuck in quarantine. <laughs> I know, really. Keep it to yourselves. And these, you know, they're talking, they're so earnest in this piece. Like, the guy is talking about, like, and then we made dinner together, and I was chopping the tofu and the broccoli. It's like, okay, I've had enough already. The tofu and the broccoli, and I hate They forgot this. the kale. I mean, I, you know, I hate using the term virtue signaling. But I mean, this is like food virtue signaling. Like, we made a healthy dinner with tofu. It's like, why don't you just say, like, I took a vat of oil and started frying everything yeah, dude. in the house. We made our own... We made our own version made, of the Popeye sandwich or something. I, I was frying everything in the house because, God damn it, we're bored to death <laughs> and it's only been a day. So I have to say that my social distancing was really terrific. But if I think back on it, when I was writing my dissertation, I I had too much social distancing. I used to call Lauren at work like 12 times a day. Because like, you were bored. Yeah, I'd be like, hey, uh, just went to the bathroom. <laughs> He's like, great. I'm gonna leave me alone. I'm gonna throw in a just, laundry. Just leave me alone and do your work. Hey, I went to Starbucks. Yeah, <laughs> across you can't the street. Even go to Starbucks now because you might touch hands. You oh touch the God! Cup that was touched by the barista. I know. I know. So, I just again, got an email like, from United Airlines saying that the oh, flight attendants would all be wearing gloves from now on. I felt bad. I got the. I, I got that email, and you know the airlines obviously are taking a huge, huge hit. hit. I'm getting on a plane on Wednesday. Good luck, man. You know who's doing really well in this economy right now? The makers of Purell. The makers of Purell and the makers of toilet paper. <laughs> Why? People are are ho- because people are hoarding stuff in case they can't get out of their houses oh, for yeah. a long time. you got to stock up on toilet paper. <laughs> there's forbid, no... There's, God forbid you run out of toilet paper. I bought the last thing of tiny little hand sanitizer in a CVS in Arlington, Virginia. Because I was just happened to be out there having lunch with a friend, and did they then try to you? did what? No, they didn't. Did they and then I also got I also got um, the Clorox wipes there, but the only <laughs> the the shelves were picked clean. And I asked the woman, I said, "Do you have any like stock that's not on the shelf?" And so on and so forth. And the woman behind us, she's like, "Someone just returned this one because they said they bought too much. I can sell it to you." I was like, "Bring it on!" <laughs> like who returns yeah, but person, it? But that person touched it. Oh yeah. And then I touched it. Shit. Yeah. And then you touched your face with that little tick of yours. Oh, no. <laughs> See, and, every, and you were mocking me for wanting to be in a bubble last week. Well, I'm only mocking you because it's impossible. <laughs> and I'm just pointing out the fact that as soon as you touch anything right. that's been touched by anyone right. else, then... You, you know what? I was, reading, you I was reading the CDC guidelines. The, the, um, I got them yesterday through work. They said, you know, this. here's some actual real information from the CDC. And it came with a compendium of things of like what, you know, they're doing and continuity of work. Should people need to be quarantined or, you know, they we not go to work if this gets, you know, much, much worse. And the CDC said that as far as the Clorox wipes and those kinds of things, they're yeah. really only – they're most effective after actual cleaning. So basically, they don't do it. Well, no, they do. But the, for example, um, uh, the cleaning lady was here yesterday. And as soon as she left, I went around with the Clorox wipes. 
And I wiped down door handles and cabinet handles and things like that. To clean what she cleaned. Plus, while I was working, while she was in the, um, while she was in the, what's it called? In the, uh, upstairs. And I was working in the kitchen. I heard her cough twice and I was like, oh no! Yeah, Michelle heard me cough this morning. She's like, I heard you coughing. Like, I, had, I, had <laughs> I know, I sneezed twice last night. People are freaking I out. I had, I had something in my throat. If someone coughs <laughs> while I'm on the plane on Wednesday, I'm serious. I'm going to I'm 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 punch him. That's, you know what? That's not a good idea. It's not a good idea because then they might bleed, bleed on me or something. Or they or, might arrest you. Or I might get my ass kicked. So anyway, yeah, I don't know. I don't know what the answer is here. There is no answer other than a lot of people are going to be infected with this and not a lot of people are going to die from this. But well, people the thing are going to die from this. But probably not you. How many, That's what the answer how is. Many, probably not you. There's no deaths in New York yet. Not yet, but I mean, they're only, they only diagnosed the first case a couple of days ago. Right, the guy, the lawyer from New Rochelle. Yeah. He's patient zero. In New York State, he, he seems to be... No, he's patient... Number two, because there was a woman who had been to Iran. Oh, right. Uh, who she was the first one in New York. But right. he seems to be the one, this patient from Westchester, seems to be the one who has infected all uh, of the other cases that have been identified. So the, the, three cases, the three cases in Montgomery County, Maryland, they've now traced back to a Nile River cruise in early February or maybe January where a Chinese-American woman who lives in Taiwan <laughs> took the cruise. She came down with coronavirus. She, in turn, infected 12 workers on the cruise ship, none of whom are exhibiting any symptoms. But they yeah, have been – they and then these three people from Montgomery County, Maryland, a couple and, a, and someone in their 50s, came back, had symptoms, were tested, have it. But in between, they're coming back from Egypt and they're exhibiting symptoms. Interacted yeah. with people at a nursing home, with kids. countless numbers of right. people. Exactly. When you're human and you're alive, you interact right. with people. Right. And especially in a city like New York, right, where everybody's where cheek by jowl. Everywhere, people live cheek to jowl, and you're exposed to people everywhere you go. It's impossible. You know, even though we right. joked about the bubble, the bubble, uh, the bubble boy, and you getting yeah. the bubble uniform or whatever you want yeah. to call that thing, the spacesuit, it's impossible. The Teletubby suit. It's totally impossible, right? That's exactly. It's impossible. Right. So, what can you do? You wash your hands when you come home. You stock up on toilet paper. You're. I mean, look. I've heard that uh, Chicago public schools are going to be closed next week. Yeah, I, but. Kid, well, the, I think the the issue with kids is not that they're coming down with it, but that they're particular carriers of it. Like you don't want, yeah, but like you don't want you don't want like little Jimmy going to see eighty nine year old grandpa in the in the in right. the you know nursing home. That's a death sentence. Apparently, some New York City school teacher was exposed to it. Uh, public school teacher, right? I mean, it's only a matter of time. There are universities that are shut down, right? Right. I think Stan. I think Stanford. University of Washington. Of Washington. University yeah, of Washington. Stanford. Yes. And Stanford, I think, and it's got. There are going to be other schools on the West Coast. Right. There and was some models. Some, be, some model be closed for like two weeks or however long. I think Harvard. I public health researchers at Harvard came up with like one in five Americans will be infected with this. Right, but the, again, that doesn't mean so everybody's going to die. But 
And that is very true. However, right. if one in five are infected, and even if there's even if half a percent of right. those people, that's a huge die, number of people. That's a huge number. Right. And we we shouldn't diminish that. No. Right. So no. Of course not. Are, of course not. Know, but like of course, like we the said, authorities are diminishing this. Well, like we said, though, the odds are, even if you are exposed to it, and let's say you do get it, you're probably not going to die from it. You, right? Or me, maybe, maybe uh, not. Uh, but if you're, if you're elderly, if yeah. you're ill, and this guy in Westchester, New York, has an underlying respiratory problem. Oh. So he's not in good shape. So here's, here's a couple of things, like... Um, my, Lauren's soon-to-be 95-year-old grandfather, the place where he lives... Yep. They're not allowing any visitors. None. So, like, my mother-in-law cannot go visit her father. Yeah, that's crazy. Because, I mean, I understand it. Right. But, you know, you and I were talking about this before. So what happens if you have a parent in this facility who is 94, 95? And actually dying. And, and, and coming to the end. Right. And they, and they know right. it's the end. And you, as a daughter or a son or a nephew or whomever, cannot go right. and be with them. I know. Usually, like by FaceTime, it's tragic, right? Exactly, it is tragic because then this person is going to be alone, right? Horrible. And my mom, who is totally healthy, she was supposed to fly down here this weekend to see Maddie in the school musical, and she decided not to do it. Last year, she came. She flew down. She came home. She was sick for six weeks. So and that was before before any of this, right? So I totally. My mom, she felt terrible. I was like, Mom, no. You know, so, don't feel bad so about the, all this stuff. So on the one hand, you know, you don't want to, you don't want people to freak out. Right. But on the other hand, you don't want people to but be then, so cavalier but, about it that they. Right. Well, but then there's, then there's, signs. then there's things like I'm supposed to go to a conference in Hawaii in the mid and they're like, sorry, we're not canceling our insurance, con- our insurance and our contracts with the, with the place we're holding dictate that we hold this conference. It's 6,000 people coming from all over. Yeah, and listen, that I understand that like our insurance says this, but give that another week. Right. And you know, people might be forced into doing things that are going to hurt them economically right. or you know, like right. South by Southwest which canceled this year. How about There's going to be a, a huge hit. The economy is in a nosedive. Right. How about this? The, how about this? You know that I spoke at APAC last Sunday morning. Um, and then they've discovered that two people who attended the conference, huge conference, like 15,000 yeah. plus people, um, two of them have coronavirus. And so I sent an email to the, my point of contact and I said, hey, look, I'm not asking for anybody's names, but I would like to know if either of those individuals or both attended my talk. You have to, when you go to the APAC conference, you have to actually badge into each session you go to. So they know exactly okay, so, who is there. So they know. They know. So they know I said, I don't want anybody's names. I just want to know. So because like my, I don't, if, if that person was there and then people come up to you after you and they talk to you and they shake your hand right. and whatever. And they touch your face. They t- well, whatever. And then I, somebody touched your face. Someone touches my face. And I, I want to be able to say, okay, I can't go near my 81 year old well, mother or my in-laws are here. They're in their early seventies. You know, they're obviously everybody's upset. healthy, but that would be. And so I got back a form letter. Like yeah. the, there wasn't a lot of transparency. And it says the DC department of health says the chances of anybody getting infected as a result of this is, are extremely low. Okay. So but at least I want to be able to know, right. 
some lawyer drafted that letter, and they yep. said, this is what we're sending out to people, and don't give them any more information. That's what right, the lawyer right, told right. them to do. Right. So, so but I think in this the, situation, don't you think more transparency is better? Like, okay, that's what, don't you yeah, think that I would say if, going, if, right? if something, God forbid, were to happen and, and yeah. I came down with it and it was traced to this person did interact okay. with me and then they were sending me these notes, but I hadn't taken the proper precautions beforehand. Don't you think that the organization would be more uh, have, have be, you know, I don't know, but like, just because they were it, they seem to be giving me the bare minimum. Well, maybe, uh, yes, what you're saying, in theory, they should be more transparent, but they're probably more afraid of you right. suing them. Right. And that's kind of where we are. Plus, we have not been getting true information right. from our government. Right. And that's a scary thing. I have to say, the president's I, performance at the CDC yesterday was a weird one. Not weird, insane. Insane. <laughs> he was bragging about his knowledge of science. <laughs> that he, that all he the really gets this stuff. Me, that the doctors were all telling me, like, "Oh, you're really getting this. You really know." <laughs> yeah, I could have been a doctor. This is not. He about has an you. uncle who is a professor at MIT, I mean, and that's how he oh must know this stuff. No, really but well. that's how he knew the nuclear. <laughs> but he said this he too. Nuclear. Oh God. And then he was saying some crazy... I mean, this is crazy. Right. And the, and the media is, is not reporting this as they should. Well, he started talking about the testing. Right. And, right. That the tests, and that the test kits are perfect. Right. They're perfect test kits. And then he pivoted from there, and he said, just like the phone call. Well, but, it was right. perfect. He's crazy. Well, here's the people, thing. People are sick. People are dying. And people are scared. And this guy is talking about the fucking Ukraine phone call. <laughs> but here's the thing that is really the, 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 the worst aspect of this. Like, okay, crazy, what have you. Is that yeah. he said, everybody who wants a test will get a test. That yeah. is patently untrue based on the numbers of tests that are available and that will be coming online. I mean, it's a good thing that Quest Diagnostics and LabCorp have come up with their own tests, that a lot of university hospitals are coming up with their own tests. But it is not true that it's everybody... It's They have to backtrack on okay. that, except he then backtrack. he said he wants this cruise ship that's off the coast of San Francisco to stay there, even though his task force has made the decision to bring the people off the ship at a not... at obviously a naval base... And right. they will be subsequently tested and quarantined and stuff like that. This, what public health officials will tell you, is the most important thing in a crisis like this is consistent, clear information based well, on the science as though. they know it. And but so what the president is mostly interested is in is being reelected in his ego. It's getting in the way of uh, clear... Gee, nobody, saw, nobody saw that coming. No, I, I understand that, but it is just... It, it, people are going to get sick as a result. And We die. discussed this last and week. And at the, at the CPAC conference, they kind of made, as my fa late father would say, nishvishendikt, which means they made nothing of this. It's just uh, yeah. the way it's being reported is is get, is making things out of proportion. I'm, right. I'm perfectly willing to believe that people are genuinely starting to panic over this. There is, there is no hand sanitizer to be had in the entire United States of America. But at the same time, because they're saying these things, they're fueling this kind of thing. It's really very, very bad. It is bad. But listen, I, you know, I, I got up, I started watching CNN. I was switching between CNN and uh, MSNBC. Uh -huh. 
uh, or and that's all they're talking about. Right. This is it's really all they're talking. They're about. not talking about Bernie so, and Joe anymore. A little bit. They have CNN bit. has the coronavirus music now. You know it's bad when CNN has the coronavirus music. They have war music. They have plane crash music. They have, and then they come up with music for stuff. As the lead, we haven't we we haven't even talked about the Bernie and Biden thing, right? We didn't. You and I haven't even mentioned that. That was a huge thing this week. It's a huge thing, and we're not talking about it. Why? Because we're talking about this. Well, only because this has gotten so out of control. But I think the difference is we are trying to provide perspective on it. Whereas I think the news media is kind of feeding a lot of this. I mean, I, I no shit. Like I'm washing my hands. I'm using hand sanitizer. And I am running around the house. But those seem, things seem to me to be prudent things to do. I'm not not traveling until they tell me well, the airlines are grounded. You can't right, do this. But that's it. Right. Until, until you can't. Right. Right. So when, you're, when you find out next week that your kids can't go to school. Right. Then you're going to be, you know, we're all going to be in a little bit of a different headspace. Oh, take them I skiing. Mean, look, you're okay when the scheme when the ski mountain is closed. What? Yeah, exactly. I'll hike you're not going to take them skiing. You're not going to do it, and you're going to be stuck as much as you enjoyed being by yourself yesterday. <laughs> you're going to be in your house with your wonderful. family twenty four seven. Oh, it's so yummy. I can by only myself. imagine what what that's going to be for me. With my kids <laughs> and all of us, and you know, we're in an apartment. We're not in the house, so right. I think it's going to be fifteen minutes before there's a fight. <laughs> and I mean, I'm not talking about a small fight either. I'm talking about like a knockdown, drag out. Like this is it. And then guess what? You can't go anywhere. <laughs> Everybody's stuck. Oh God! Everybody's stuck. And, and the can you order supply? In- how about this? Paper supply is can, dwindling and can you order in food in New York City? What if they shut that for, down? People will starve. Now, People will now, starve. Okay, so think about it. Who's going to bring you that food? Who's going to bring you the slice? The, they're they're going to touch the bag. I know. Right? Are you Maybe gonna, they'll come with gloves. Are you going to trust them? I have to tell you, for a week, I was wearing gloves on the metro and like opening doors just wearing it'd be like 65 degrees and I'm wearing like a pair of leather gloves were you the only one? I was the only one but then I realized I was like oh my god I just take them off and shove them in my pocket so yesterday I took a Clorox wipe to them I'm sure that helped I, I bet know, it did I, was, I bet it did I, I was up at Columbia this week yeah. at Columbia University uh-huh. and I was on the subway a few times and honestly, like, I was really surprised by how many people yeah. I saw wearing masks. Oh, I was really surprised at how many people in D.C. are not – it's not – masks don't help you if you're a healthy person. I, I get it. But, like, I see – I saw right. a lot of people wearing them. There was no one on I, – I ride the red line in D.C. There was no one who were taking any obvious precautions except for me wearing glove – a glove holding on to the pole. I was the only one. And I think you should do that anyway. You ever touch a pole on the side? It's disgusting. So. Uh, yeah. But then the, if you wash your hands where you right. get to wherever you're going, then you should be okay. Hey, but one good news, one piece of face. good news, the House and Senate agreed on an $8.3 billion funding for to combat coronavirus. Because they understand that this is a real thing. Except for the fact that the day of the, it went to the Senate... Roy yeah. Blount, is he the guy from Missouri? 
he said that some – this is, remember, after tax cuts that were irresponsible, yeah. um, he said some fiscally responsible members of his party might vote against it because of the spending. What? Oh, wonderful. They actually because voted now, for it. It actually passed. Because, because the deficit, right? right They're worried the, now about the deficit. <laughs> All of a sudden, oh, right. we can't do this. But, you know but I can't believe someone even said that. It's like the four people oh, who voted can. against the anti-lynching bill in this in the House. Oh, I could. Yeah. Like, I'm who would sorry, vote against a, a health, a supplemental spending to, to combat the coronavirus? What I'm is concerned. that? I'm concerned about the deficit. <laughs> I'm sorry. And also, while we're at it, I need more money for defense spending. So, <laughs> you know, that's the priorities, man. And listen, you know, if some older people die from this, like, well, you know, that's just how it goes. It's less we have to spend on Social Security, I guess. Right. And maybe not everybody's going to be able to afford uh, treatment for this. Right. And that's so now that's the question I have is, what happens, we have this, we have what is, I think clearly by now, a public health emergency. And we have tens of millions of people without insurance or without adequate health insurance. Yeah. What happens to those folks? And are these are these tests covered by insurance companies? Like, let's say I'm. Let's say I end up. I'm not feeling well. I'm running a low grade fever. I'm coughing. Yeah. It seems yeah. like a prudent thing to do to have the coronavirus test. Will Will Blue Cross Blue Shield cover it? Do you, have, do you have insurance? Yes, I'm insured. We happen to have uh, like Cadillac health insurance, but... Well, don't you think that you, they would need some sort of approval from your doctor? Like, wouldn't the doctor be the one well, who would have like, to make the, make the estimation no. of whether or not you should have this no. test? Well, what if the, what if your if doctor If the doctor says, says you should have the test, but it's, is it covered? It. But so what? Like, there's plenty of things that the doctor thinks I should have that the insurance company no. wants to deny. No, I get that. But what I'm saying is if the doctor says, I don't think you need this, yeah. then you're definitely not getting it. Right. But if the doctor says you are, then does your insurance company overrule your doctor? Right. We're going to find out. We are going to find out. We're but find but out. the insurance company like has done that before or tried to do it. Like um, when I was recovering from surgery with my arm and I was in such horrendous pain, the doctors prescribed Percocet. Um, which was good and bad, but the insurance company said no, and on it's what, the only thing I, I can take. On what grounds? On what grounds? It's a it's addictive. Oh, but for the rest of the country, they can be, <laughs> but not but not you. So what ended? Up, so they said. So then they had this like back and forth with the doctor's office, and then finally Lauren just said, "You know what? I don't care. I'll just pay for it." He's in so much pain. So. Here's my question, though. If the insurance company is saying it's addictive, shouldn't they ban it entirely? Uh-huh. Are you saying that this drug is so dangerous that I can't ha- that people shouldn't have it? Right. And if that's the case, like, is that a bigger discussion to have? Than, right. You know, as to why it is available at all right. to anyone. Right. So. So yeah, and actually, you know what? I stopped taking it. I was taking. They prescribed. A, a significant amount of me for me every four hours. I mean, and I was in such intense pain. And then after a couple of weeks, when in between doses, I found my body craving it. And so I yeah, said, that's it. It's I said, that's it. I'm not doing this anymore. And I don't care how much pain. And I called 
two friends who've had um, trouble with, uh, you know, they've had, Substance let's say they've had um, addictive behaviors. Okay. And so I said, how do I do this? And they both were very proactive in talking to both Lauren and myself about, you know, what to eat, what to do, how to taper. Um, yeah. And I did, but I felt it taking a grip over my body. So, I mean, that's totally, that's a separate, it's a separate issue. And you so raise a really company was right. It was, it was right, but it was also, I mean, it was willing to overrule the doctor. Now here in this case, yeah. are they, are they compelled in some way? To cover this uh, test. You know what? I'm going to guess that they're going to get a little wink, wink from the government. Like, oh, if you don't cover this, <laughs> that's your I mean, that seems crazy. Ours. But I mean. But what, if the government was crazy. most concerned about the stock market, then well, yeah. Yeah, I'm telling you. They're going to, again, profit motive trumps all. So if they are afraid that the health insurance companies are going to lose a lot of money, they're going to limit people's access to this. It's a fact. Dude. It's a fact. Now I'm scared. So, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't be scared, but, you know, be aware. I'm scared. There there are going to be people who are not going to get this test who need it. Yeah. Well, I mean, certainly the poor, uh, Native Americans, the marginalized, homeless people. I mean, like none a, of those people. Every, like, every, like everything else. Right. Right. Right? Like everything else. Yeah. So, so we should be okay, but our yeah. fellow citizens who are less fortunate are not likely Probably, to be. Are, are, are less likely less to likely be okay. Be, yeah. Less likely to be okay. Well, and I just, I just, I feel like we have fallen down in every way, shape, or form in terms of, like, honestly, we have probably the best public health system in the world, but we, it could be better. And it was, it's fun, the CDC, the president intended to cut the CDC's funding by 20%, particularly in this area. It only yeah. has the funding it has because Congress put it back. Um, but that we haven't really thought through how public health is interconnected with absolutely everything else. And if it is, it needs to be, it needs, we need better infrastructure. Let me, what if there, what if this really reaches the levels that the models are talking about? Go, go to a hospital in New York City. Is, can you ever get a bed? At, you won't be able to get, get a bed. So in a normal time, in a normal country, lessons would be learned and things would be changed. But we're not in a normal time, and right now it's not a normal well, country. And nobody's going to learn the appropriate lessons for this, and nobody's right. going to say, we need to fund the CDC, and we need to refund all of these programs. Or programs, right. Well, what will happen, happen is there will be some happen. sort of disaster... And ideologues will say, you see, the government can't do anything. We should hand it all over to the private sector. Exactly. And when you starve the government for decades, this is going to be the inevitable outcome. That it's not going to be prepared for a situation like this. So there's your confirmation bias. Government's not prepared to deal with this. We need to turn it over to the private sector. And guess what? As we just said... The private well, sector, actually, profit, look, profit motive is number one. So there, but there is a there is a there is a space treated. for there is a space for the private sector. Like I said, LabCorp and Quest Diagnostics. That's not the same. Went up and did their own the private sector. Did their own tests and they're going to make them available. That's a good thing. Okay, but that's not the same thing as turning the whole no thing no no. Of course not. Of course Quest. not. Of course not. Of course not. Yeah. But what I'm saying is, is that there is a role for the private sector in combating. Uh, the coronavirus, 
But the, okay. the, the but you're absolutely right. What we've done is, and what um, one of our major political parties has done is, is because there is no, or, or because there's the trust and belief in science and learning from the past mistakes is not part of their worldview makes it much harder to learn the lessons, whatever the lessons will be when this, when this, uh, when, when the coronavirus is under, is, comes under control. Yeah. Okay. So now you've established definitively that you're not a Marxist, <laughs> but I'm a capitalist to the bone, but you do see a role for government to play. So seems normal to de- me. You're a democratic socialist of some sort, perhaps. <laughs> But there does need to be a coordinated response, yeah. and there is only one entity that can coordinate the response, and it's not the private right. sector. Now, the counterexample is that in Europe they are struggling as well. Um, they are struggling. One reasons. at the European Union level, you have all these states that are part of the European Union, and yeah. they are themselves struggling to coordinate, even though this is the whole deal. And individual governments are also struggling uh struggling to deal with it it'll be interesting to see it'll be like you know in seattle and washington state this thing like and california's like hit like overnight but a place like maryland and other places that have not had have had a little more time to prepare it'll be interesting to see as things get worse how they handle how they handle it yeah well let's see what your beloved governor is going to do larry who's you All right, right, on that note. Hopefully we'll all be here next week to pick up this discussion again. Inshallah. All right. It's the best we can hope for. Later.